What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. As you can tell, my name is Ricky and tonight I am joined by, of course, my friend and fellow co-host Clive. Good evening. Good evening, Ricky. It's a, a night of partial worse for wears with um, coughs that aren't COVID related, but just I'm uh, hanging in there. It was me last week, not through this week. <coughs> You must have sent it through the, the cables or the internet to me then. I must have. Wear a mask. Wear a mask, people, even if it's a wrestling one. Because as far as I'm aware, wweshop.com now has them available. Masks of all your favourite superstars. Superstars with a, a capital S. So oh, how the fuck are we plugging their stuff? <laughs> one day it'll pay off. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. We will be WWE shows if we need to be folks to get money. And you never know, that Sam Rosenberg ended up getting a job with them. Yep. Look, man, I, I will happily take their money and defend all their stuff and not like have a guilty conscience. I need to say everything they do is perfect and they give me money. Bring it on. If they were to pay me money, I would shut down my Cameo, my Twitch. I'd cl- close my Facebook. I'd do it all. Just for a bit of that Vinnie Mac money. If they were, if they paid me money to stand on the good day with social suplex, I wouldn't do it though. I expected a different answer from you there. No, at all. Remember when we first got these t-shirts? We are social suplex for life. The one that you're currently wearing, might I add? That's it. Yes. And just out of interest, if other people, if people listening want to get other social suplex t-shirts, where can they get them from, Ricky? <laughs> You can get them pro wrestling tees, and you know which ones you can get. You can get your own social suplex, you can get Ricky and Clive, you can get One Nation Radio, you can get Keeping It Strong Style. Yep, it's delightful. There might be more, and we might, in fact, it is Labour Day yesterday, so there might be some sort of sale on. Don't quote me on Labor, that. Labour Labor, Labor with a U. Uh huh. Just think Americans. Americans. Your mother went into labour to have you. So you're involved in labour, okay? Get your um, hatchet job of uh, the spelling of our language away from us, please. You, 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 yeah, you can't take <laughs> our language and then butcher it. Mm-hmm. There is, there is not, there is no I in team, but there is a you in labour. <laughs> Right, so tonight was meant to be another horrible episode of the worst pay-per-view gimmick and by the way, I'll put my hands up, that was my idea because I thought it could be funny, it was anything but funny, it was 
not enjoyable and I feel really bad for bringing Darren on. So this next idea that I've got and you've got, I think we can bring him on for one of them. Okay, I'm up for that. Um, should should we tell them what my idea is? Because that will probably come in in the next couple of weeks. Uh-huh. I'll, you tell them yours and I'll tell them mine. So the first one we've got, we're going to do like a top five uh, of wrestlers in brand history. So we'll have te- top five NXT wrestlers of all time, top five Raw and top five SmackDown. But I think with the Raw and SmackDown, we have to limit it. I think probably either to like say the last five or six years or the last ten years at the most. I think otherwise, you know, we'll be doing so much research and going way back. Because at the end of the day, how can someone like The Rock not be number one? But then it just kind of gets boring and generic if we're going to put him both put him at number one in SmackDown. So I think we need to kind of limit the times. I think um, we should we should at least go from the brand split days. Yep, and. I know that there's been many swapovers. People have been on SmackDown and Raw, but we should pick wrestlers that are our top five who made did their, did, aye, did their best work on those brands. Mm-hmm. And the other one I would like to do, and I would probably do uh, top five AEW wrestlers since that became a fully fledged promotion. Okay. Um, I have my top three or so, and I think after that it's quite difficult, if I'm honest. Um, so yeah, but actually that'll be. But I don't know if that could be done over probably two parts. So, but, you know, we'll need to reach out to Darren, I think, to get at least one of them in there. Uh-huh. Um, and then take it from there and see if we're going to get anyone else on. Um, Maybe even reach out to the Keeping It Strong style fellas for some New Japan action as well. Could do. Could we could too? Um, yeah, but let's like say it'd be good to get. I know we had Jeremy on just a few weeks back. It's been a while since we've had Josh. Um, it's actually been a while since I've spoken to Josh on the phone. I might need to phone him soon. Um, <laughs> catch up. You know, so let's say we've got plenty of options there. Um, a lot of people as well for doing like an AEW one. There's always people on the network like Richard Floyd that we could always put, reach out to as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this is that that will be coming over in the next couple of weeks as well. Well, my idea I was going to keep this private, but I'm just going to say it here. I thought it would be a good idea to steal outright steal an idea that the New Day Pod's doing at the moment. Um, I think this is a format that has been done from other people. It's like March Madness or something. Are you are you aware of mm-hmm. the phenomenon where you take sixty four? Well, is that right? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, between the two of us, like I know American sports just as well as I know like football, so it's okay. so good. Well, it's it's kind of new to me this um, sixty four bracketology game. Thanks to the new day, they're doing action movies at the moment. They get rid of Roadhouse, and I am a bit pissed off with that. But that's another conversation for another day. Um, Can't believe you got rid of Roadhouse. Have you seen Roadhouse? It's a fucking, it's a DC classic. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's a PS classic, Paddy Swayze. <clears throat> god rest his soul. Um, right, so the bracketology thing where we could do things like best wrestlers that are currently on Raw. So say we've got 64 people, we can put them up against each other and you've got 64 names. So we'd need, to, in order for it to be a a definitive 
person to go through to the next round, we'd need three people. So we can get some guests in and do some bracketology stuff. It could be any subject at all. Your thoughts? So obviously, that would need to last over several podcasts. Could probably do it in two or three, but that could be a wee um, special month or something. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's quite good. I think if we were to go for wrestlers, that would be interesting. Um, of all time. Yes. Yes. But I feel like I feel like we would need to get someone who maybe has a different perspective or thinking from us two when it comes to wrestling because I have a feeling if we done it and we just happened to do it with each other uh-huh. our final four I think we could probably we're probably going to have like two or three of the exact same that's true so it would be nice to have someone who has a kind of different perspective to us um, like for instance if you don't want Bret Hart in the final four then you've got to get mags on <laughs> but you know that would be just insanity if you don't have Bret Hart in the final four he's also uh, not a, a Shawn Michaels fan see that so that that, that may work right there mm-hmm. but like I say is even if we do even if we'd managed to get if we'd done three or four people and we just had to say look you know, I, I quite like the idea. Or, so I said, wh- whatever one, we don't know which one will come first, but we'll def- that'll be the next two ideas. Or we could do a random thing where you've got like Bret Hart versus the Repo Man in one of these brackets and you roll a dice to see who goes through, who goes through. No, because then it'll work out to be like fucking uh, look, the Bushwhackers are the greatest ever wrestler. According to Ricky and Clive. According to Ricky and Clive's Super Duper Dice Show. I mean, no, I like that idea. I actually wouldn't mind doing the idea next. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, I've got some planning to do then. I know, but I think we've still probably got a couple of weeks. So I think we could somehow. We could, we could, we could manage that. Mm-hmm. We'll call it September Madness. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> September sadness. <laughs> oh, a couple of good ideas coming up, actually. Aye. Will we do, will we do um, the idea for tonight now? Yes, shall I say, tonight was going to be the worst pay per view gimmick, but thankfully, we're not doing that tonight. <laughs> La- literally, last minute change of plans. Um, I was actually texting Rance, and Rance was asking me what we're going to be doing, and I just told him we're doing the worst pay per view thing. But literally, like I say, Quite late on, uh, Barry couldn't make it. Um, so hopefully we'll do that. We'll probably need to do that next week. So tonight, what we're going to do is we're going to just do like a a recap of what twenty twenty's been like so far. Um, a shambles, a fucking mess. Um, both wrestling wise, personal wise, life, everything just terrible. Um, but. We thought we might try and look at it like try and look at it like positively, positively, and just kind of break down how the years went so far, and just in general, and wrestling in general. Okay. Um, obviously, of the year, um, was the Royal Rumble, but obviously um, before that we had um, uh, Wrestle Kingdom. January was a big, big month. 
January was just ridiculous because we had we had Wrestle Kingdom, we had Takeover, and we had um, SummerSlam as well. SummerSlam in January. Was, Sorry, was that South, South Africa or something? Yes, we had uh, the Royal Rumble, the Bla- Blackpool Takeover as well. Yep, couple so, of match of the year contenders that night. Uh, January was just absolute chaos, actually, when you think mm-hmm. about it. Um, like, we all we got that bloody Tatsuya, Tatsuya Naito J White match on night one. Oh, oh, <laughs> honestly, followed by Okada and Abushi. We had Takahashi and Will Osprey, Moxley and Lance Archer. Like, dear lord, that was just, but that J White match was, ah. Uh, Awesome. I know that there are, like, for instance, say we're talking about Jordan Devlin, Tyler Bate, and the other ones you mentioned, there are matches that, for purist fans out there, that are far better, technically better, crisper, all that stuff. But see, for a fight, for just a grisly fight, that Jay White-Naito match was absolutely delicious. I know Jay White isn't everyone's cup of tea, I'm looking at you, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's fucking excellent. And as I said last week, like, what am I most looking forward to in wrestling? I kind of broke it down by companies and I says, get to see Jay White wrestle again. Um, that match was was fantastic. Um, like I said, those four matches to close that show, like I says, were just awesome. Night two, we obviously <laughs> had um, Jericho and Tanahashi, Naito, Okada, for both the IWGP Heavyweight and IWGP Intercontinental Championships, mm-hmm. we had the two losers of the two matches, Jay White and Ibushi facing off as well. We had Goto and Kenta as well. Um, memory serves me right, I think it was Moxley and Juice Robinson as well. I think so, yeah. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Sanada as well. Oh, that was um, another delicious number. That was a, a tasty, tasty weekend. I really like Zack Sabre as well. So, like, 2020 in terms of wrestling, hell, even just 2020 at the start of the year, like, obviously we realised what was going on with COVID, Corona over <laughs> in, in China and stuff, but it quite hadn't, well, officially, it hadn't made its way over to Britain, even though I think it probably did at that point. Um, so, 2020 was off to just an absolute phenomenal start and many were also fans of the the match itself the Royal Rumble match the layout yep. of that one the the Blackpool takeover I can't remember the actual date now was that before or after Wrestle Kingdom I want to say it was after wasn't it it was it was the it was in the teens 12 uh-huh. yep so Wrestle Kingdom was, a, was a, like the, um, the first weekend whatever that turned out to be Um Takeover UK Takeover the following weekend, like you say, we had Tyler Bate and Devlin, which was just still one of the better matches of the year. Um, Triple Threat Women's had, match as well, which yes, was excellent. We had that fantastic fatal four way tag match. Oh, I don't think that gets enough love, to be honest with you. No, that was chaos, just absolute utter carnage. I know a lot of people didn't like the main event, Walter and Joe Coffey. Oh, we'll speak about that shortly. Well, later. Yeah, I still quite enjoy that match. It definitely, it definitely did go on too long. Like I would acknowledge that. But for what it was, like just kind of two brutes, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. 
Um, like, like I said, it, it did go on slightly too long, though. And then, obviously, we had um, Undisputed Era coming out after the match, um, which was just completely not expected. That was February, um, that World's Collide, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was just just after the Rumble, was it not? Aye. Oh, in fact, that was actually... Oh, it was the weekend of the Rumble. It was no. the weekend of the Rumble. Yep. So there so, wasn't a takeover. There was a takeover in February Portland. the 15th. That's right. Yeah, the Portland one. The, I wasn't a huge fan of the World's Collide Night. I don't know why. It just didn't really click for me. I did enjoy the Undisputed Era and Imperium match very much, even with the mm-hmm. extraction of Wolf, Alexander Wolf, near the start. I still thought it was an excellent match. They yep. seemed to cover up well for that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, so, you then move on to the the Royal Rumble. And obviously, like I said, we'll just kind of go over it quite quickly, but we'll give a sort of, at the end of the month, we'll just kind of give a brief overview of how, like, overall we felt about the month. Um, I think, first up, we had... Um, we obviously had that Roman and King Corbin Falls Count Anywhere match. That was great um, fun. <laughs> that was. It was pretty. It was, it was a fun watch. Um, we won the win. We watched the, the women's Royal Rumble with Charlotte win, eliminated Shayna Baszler. And as much as I love Charlotte, I wasn't a fan that it was Shayna that got put out. Um, we had Bailey and Lacey Evans. You know, I, dreadful yeah, match. So, yep. We had the Fiend. And Daniel Bryan, the strap match. Aye, that was that, that's that was good. I would argue that's Bray Wyatt's only decent match since he's come back as the Fiend. Well, I mean, because like, because a lot of the other matches have just been like, oh, really? Like, did you just do that kind of thing? Um, so that was really, really fun. Daniel Bryan's back was an absolute mess. But like I say, Daniel Bryan and, and Bray Wyatt, like. I also want to say that other match was it was it Royal Rumble as well, wasn't it? They had like one building up to when Daniel Bryan eventually joined the Wyatt family and then and the build up to uh-huh. WrestleMania. Twenty four. I'm sure that other yep, I'm sure that match at the Royal Rumble, which was another great match between them two. Aye, that was a very good match, that one. Um obviously we had Becky Lynch and Asuka as well. Yep. Um, obviously the, the the big thing was Drew McIntyre winning the Royal Rumble that's true um, like and Edge coming back Drew. as well sorry Edge coming back as well yep yep um, we'll touch on Drew obviously later on as I get further into it but I enjoyed that Rumble match um, I even loved what they'd done with Brock if I'm honest um, you saw the reaction to when Drew eliminated Brock like people went crazy like, I don't think anyone genuinely believed Brock was going to win a tight uh, rumble because obviously he was a defending champ at the point but like that pop and just the excitement from the crowd was huge when Drew eliminated him um, I think they've proven since then that there was a right decision to overdrew. Oh yes, I think he's. I think he's been a terrific champion. I think he's been excellent. I think he's getting better and better. 
Um, they actually like let's forget for a minute how how poorly he probably was booked ever since he came up from NXT. But basically from sort of November, build, November December ish, building towards the Royal Rumble, like they really started to turn them into a baby and really started to boot them properly and people started getting really behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, just unfortunate, and we'll touch on WrestleMania that it was no fans there. Um, overall, I felt that that Royal Rumble was a good Rumble. Um, I liked the women's. Sorry, I liked Becky Lynch and Asuka. I enjoyed the men's uh, Rumble match. I enjoyed the Fiend Daniel Bryan. Um, Roman and Corbin was decent as well. Um, the women's Rumble match is all right as well, but I wasn't just a f- I wasn't a particular fan of. Charlotte winning, um, no. but overall, you know, like um, that January was just. I mean, we've spent quite a bit of time on it. That just shows how super stacked it was for all of that to happen in the space of three weeks or something. Yep, yep, um, an absolute terrific month of wrestling <laughs> from the very first weekend and all the way to the end. And obviously, like we said, we had World's Guide that weekend as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, moving on to to um, January. In the pay-per-view at that point, we obviously had we had the Portland takeover. We had, what was the body, the pay-per-view? It wasn't, was that Elimination Chamber? Was that in February? I can't remember now. I'm sure there was one in between it. That may have been a March one. It was, but it was a February one now. Vaseline? I can't remember now. See, if it was Vaseline, I have literally no memory of that happening. It was... Oh, God, no wonder we don't remember. It was Super Showdown. Oh Jesus! <laughs> um, yeah, the less said about that, the better. So, yeah, definitely the less said about that. Um, the the less said about that, the better. I don't wanted to touch on that, and we obviously also had um Revolution, AEW Revolution as well. I think I saw that one actually. Yeah, you would have. That was the one with Mox and Jericho. Uh, that that's match in particular wasn't very good, but the Sammy Guevara, Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen match was excellent, and the tag match, Young Bucks versus Hangman Page and Kenneth Omega. Mm-hmm. Not a bad month um, actually when you think about it for tag team title matches because they won at Portland, which won the best ever NXT takeover title match, tag title match. Yep. Thanks to yep. our peers and listeners. Yeah, it's like I mean, bar that bloody um, um, super showdown, February was another like stellar month <coughs> of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, like I say, uh, from Takeover we had like I say we had Gargano and Finn Balor, which was excellent. Um, obviously had that tag team match. Um, Undisputed Era versus the Broserweights. Uh, we had Cole and Tommaso Ciampa as well. 
I really enjoyed uh, that match actually. So that was, you know, Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley was was pretty good as well. Um, Bianca had a pretty hot Monday, eh, Monday, January and February. Mm-hmm. Then kind of just disappeared. <laughs> no, she pulled up to the main roster for some for some stupid reason. Um, so yeah, like I said, there was a a few, and even Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai was decent. And obviously, we had um, Keith Lee and Big Dijakovic. Uh, yep, Dominic Dijakovic, Dijakovic as well. So there was like four awesome matches, and obviously we spoke about we briefly touched on um, Revolution, Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara, even Cody Rhodes MJF was was decent. I felt um, Bucks and Omega like unbelievable, really really good actually, really 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 good. Um, and uh, sorry, we had Mox and Jericho, which I thought it was I thought that was fine. I don't think it was, you know, I, I think as long says it like for me, a break match in down two. Would I watch it again? Um, no, I would never watch it. If I stumbled across it, I might watch it, and then like yeah, I'd go out my way to watch it. That's probably somewhere in the middle. Um, but if I came across it, I might watch it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Pack and Orange Cassidy, which I felt was a pretty good match as well. Um, so yeah. February for those two pay per views was was really really good. Um, and obviously, at this point, uh, things were starting to like rumors were going about like obviously FTR revival at the time. Where right. I don't know if it'd been I don't know if it'd been really I can't remember the exact release date, but I think they'd been released just before Revolution. But they obviously couldn't appear until Aye, later a, on. Or a ninety day thing, so that's it. roughly three months. So. Yep. So, like I say, that was two, two good pay-per-views right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, first two months are really, really good. Um, obviously, the, the disappointing thing is, I mean, Super Showdown, really, for me, there's only one thing there. Um, it was the Goldberg and Fiend match where they took the title off of Fiend and put it on Goldberg with the idea of going with Goldberg and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Which doesn't even happen. Which is, yeah. Yep. Um, which is fucking. Uh, so, yeah, that's the only blot so far, um, wrestling wise. Um, so, moving on to March, we had, we had what? The Elimination Chamber? The, the Chamber, I thought the tag match was really good. I thought this was a coming out party, uh, pun intended, for the Lucha House Party, Sans Kalisto, because uh, if anyone watched 205 Live when they was on it, Lindsay Dorado is the star out of all three of those guys, and he's the least botchy out of all three of those guys, which I think goes a long way. And I think they, both of them, him and Grand Metalik, had a really good show in that night. Heavy Machinery came out of their shell as well. And that was still in the sort of throes of the Dolph Ziggler rivalry that was going on. But the match of that night for by a country mile for me was uh, Drew Gulak and Daniel Bryan. Yeah, that was a great match. Highlight of that one being Daniel Bryan's wardrobe malfunction. (laughs) (laughs) There was a couple of other matches on there um, which were really good. 
Uh, I don't want to mention one of them because I just I've just realised one of them's mentioned in the quiz. Ah, so right, okay, right, that's right. I won't say anything about that match. Um, and obviously Shayna Baszler went in the elimination chamber as well. Um, which like I said, I'd rather she win the Royal Rumble, but that's where it is. At least now she was heading to WrestleMania. Yep. It was. She's had an interesting year, definitely. Don't know whether it's been successful or not. I mean, she's got this tag team thing going on at the moment with Nia Jax, and it seems to be at least entertaining with that odd couple thing. And from personal experience, personal preference, I think the odd couples work. But we can touch that touch on that later because I've got a couple of concerns about the women's tag scene. But we'll get to that. Really okay. So, as you move on, we now enter WrestleMania, and obviously that was over um, two nights. <coughs> but I felt um, I, I quite enjoyed a lot of WrestleMania. If I'm, if I'm going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, me too, me too. Obviously there wasn't uh wasn't a takeover that weekend, was there? I can't remember now. They ended up showing takeover matches over a two or three weeks on Yep, oh, so they did. And it, it suffered for it. Yep. Big That's time. right, I remember that. Um So yeah, uh, WrestleMania we obviously had AJ Styles and Undertaker and uh Boneyard match um, and we'll touch on night two uh, in a minute if we just go through night one first and foremost um, The any, any highlights for you from night one? Yep, definitely Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens that was highlight of the first night as, the Boneyard as well obviously but that sort of it's a bit unique and it separates itself from the rest of them, but from action inside the performance centre, I would definitely go with Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins as the match of that night. I'm trying to remember, was the Edge Orton match the next night? Mm-hmm. Right, so I would say definitely the Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. For the life of me, I can't remember what else was going on that first night. We had... Um, we Let me see, let me think... That was my second night. Uh, when was she? I think Shane and Becky Lynch was also first night. That was the first night. As was was Becky. It was Charlotte and um, Braun Strowman and Goldberg was also the first night. Ah, that was the main event, wasn't it? Or before? No, the, the main event was the the boneyard. Was the boneyard match. But the sort of I in the ring was uh, what do you call them? Braun Strowman and Goldberg, which was a blink and yep. you'll miss it. If you like those kind of matches, shout out to Carl, then fair enough. But it was just a case of get this title off Goldberg, please. Thank you very much. Moving on. Yeah. So that one like was... You're not, you're not going to get anything more than like a two, three, four, five minute match. Unless you, I know we got the one Brock Lesnar, which I think that lasted about seven or eight minutes, but you're, you're not getting any, like, you're not getting into double figures minutes-wise. Not a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, we also had the Intercontinental title that match in that night as well did we not um, Sammy and Daniel Bryan 
I was pleasantly surprised with that one because I wasn't sure how much work Sami Zayn was able to do with his gammy shoulders. I mean, he was quite protected in the match that he had a lot of outside interference. Um, but I was probably on, I was probably sort of quite off. I was probably on another stuff. I was maybe expecting more than what I saw. If I'm honest, um, I, I think. Sammy's... And I think that I think that just it comes down to we just need to remind ourselves that injuries have absolutely riddled Sammy, and he's not what he once was, which is unfortunate because when he was at his best, mm-hmm. when he was at his peak, he was one of the absolute very best wrestlers in the company and in the world, and. You know, so I said I had a lot of high hopes for that match, and maybe my hopes are too high, and it didn't quite live up to what I was expecting. And see, Um, I know he's he took some time off voluntarily, which is fair enough. Um, Yeah. So he might have had some rest in his shoulders, but see when you look at him, when you look at his physique, I mean, he's not, he's not like chubby or anything, but he just looks like a guy who doesn't go to the gym. (laughs) No. And, and Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's probably like I think a lot of people look at that, but um, yeah. Um, no, like I thought, I thought night one was good. Uh, the the final match, the night with the boneyard match, let's say, um, I really really enjoyed that. Um, that was a blessing and a curse because it was the first time we'd seen it in this COVID coronavirus era. We were getting all these cinematic matches. But I think after a while, personally speaking anyway, we ended up getting too many of them. The I was we'll touch on Way it. Way too now. many. Aye, like the, the Fiend match, oh I I just stopped watching it. It was just an assault in the senses and I was not interested. <laughs> um, we had such different different opinions on that match this one we've seen it. Since you've spoke about it, let's just um move on to night two. Night. Um, now two obviously says had <coughs> Brian Cena, Drew and Brock. Um, we had Edge and Randy Orton. We had um, Charlotte and um, Rhea Ripley as well. Uh, I felt Charlotte and Rhea Ripley was really, really fun. Actually, a really, really good match. I was, uh, I was partially disappointed with the outcome. You know, especially when you then saw what happened, how Charlotte was booked and stuff. It's like, oh, really, like, what the hell was the whole point of Rhea Ripley losing? And I know at the time, <clears throat> people felt that Rhea Ripley was having potential issues with the visa and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, turns out that was nonsense. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't have gone that route at See, all. As well, it's not so much what happened with Charlotte after the fact; it's what happened with Rhea. She's been not exactly present the first couple of months after it and then when she's come back she's been mucking about with this Robert Stone brand and I'm sorry but I've not got any time for this Robert Stone brand nonsense <laughs> I just, just my issue with Rhea is that she's just not believable as a babyface true I mean I can see where you're coming from with that one I thought she put in a a pro wrestling 101 performance the night she beat Shayna Baszler to be honest I thought that was that was a perfect mm-hmm. example of a babyface overcoming all the odds. Like that was p- what pro wrestling should be about. That match. But I think, but I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that Shayna and her MMA background and just how dominant she was. Mm-hmm. I think when you look at someone like, like, like Rhea Ripley and Charlotte, and just like the size and how tall and big and intimidating they can be, it's like how how are you? 
as a quote unquote like men come across like a baby face. Like you've got heel written all over you. You should be this dominant. I'm better than you type heel. Yep, I know it's and she did good work as a. I think it worked when she was against Shayna because they're quite like minded in terms of I'm here to batter people, and I'll take no prisoners and that's it. And she was a decent enough yep. heel in NXT UK, but she kind of softened not in terms of physicality just she was wimpified I mean that mm-hmm. whole that whole thing where she, um, Charlotte was about to snap Bianca's ankle and then Rhea came out and started doing a jig at the, the stage <laughs> when she should have been running around to get her it was just, just yes. odd and then the, this whole Rhea the Robert Stone stuff I don't know who it's got over. Aaliyah has, is a bit more of a prominent feature. First time in about nearly 10 years, probably. Uh, Mercedes Martinez came in. That's a bizarre one for me because all throughout the Rumbles, the Battle Royals in NXT when she first signed, and the Cruiser, not the Cruiser, May Young Classics, she was a face every time. And, then without and that's what we're getting now. Oh, no, Mercedes Martinez is a a bruiser heel. No, I mean, like, her and Rhea. Uh-huh, aye, that's right. There's actually a cage match tonight. We're recording this a day, a day early again, and we've got the the old Super Tuesday part dos. Cole versus... Um, Do you know what it is? But, and we'll touch on that as well. When we get closer to the end, right? And now you mentioned NXT is getting recorded tonight, so it's on Tuesday. AEW has been moved because of the NBA stuff like that. But, I mean, Chris Jericho put an interview out and says NXT just need to admit defeat on the, in the Wednesday night wars and move on. Jericho, you're a piece of shit because you and AEW also need to admit defeat that you've lost the Wednesday night wars because Ricky and Clive are still here on the Wednesday nights and you and NXT have gone. You don't see us. You tell me. You, you tell me who the, who the winners of the Wednesday Night War are, folk. Exactly. You don't see us bending over to NBA. Fuck no. Basket, Not a chance. Basketball can kiss my ass. Oh, well, I don't go that far. I love basketball. Put that on a t-shirt. Just, just lost several whistles. Probably. I mean, I don't mind basketball. I apologise, America. About fifty. Not the racist half of America, though. You fucked yourself. Half? You don't think it's a bit more than half? Probably. Like, the people we know, so, like, the social suplex guys... What, you're saying we've got racists in the social suplex? No, 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 no. <laughs> Basically, the people that we know on personal, friendly terms, social suplex guys, the, the La Familia, a few others... The ones that are like regular listeners and stuff like that, and the ones that we interact with on Twitter and Facebook, they're the only people that aren't racist in America. <laughs> so, like, about four or five dozen people are not racist in America, and the rest of the millions and millions yeah. are? The 299,998,500. I <laughs> probably have lost quite a few listeners yeah. now, actually. Yep. No, so night two. Cena Bray Wyatt. <sighs> right, what? So, see it first when we get the whole Vince McMahon puppet. Such good shit. 
I thought that was fucking hilarious. I, like, it wasn't a match, right? I get that. I enjoyed it for what it was. Like, kind of taking a mick out of other people and just kind of... It was like Cena looking in the mirror, saying all this shit about other people, and he's like, wait, that's, like, me? It's like, I'm that... It's like, you know, like... When he's talking, it, and he's looking in the mirror, and it's him looking back on him, like, I thought it was... For what it was... I thought it was quite cool. It wasn't a match, so I'm not going to sit and say I'd watch that stuff again. Like when I was watching it, I was like, "This is weird. I don't even know what I'm watching, but I kind of like what I'm looking at." Um, I was just intrigued by it. Like, I'm not like I say, I'm not ready to sit here and say, "Oh, Matt, it was a match, and I'd go watch it again." All that, but just for watching it live when I was looking at it, I was like, "Do you know what? Like, I actually kind of, I think this is kind of, kind of cool." Okay. The bon- okay, let's move on. <laughs> the Boneyard match was cool, if you want to use the term cool. This was just a bad acid trip. Well, I mean, it was it was an acid trip. Was it a bad one, though? I was freaking out for days. I had a permo after it. Isn't that, the whole po- isn't that what happens when you're on acid, though? You just freak out? I just... I've just not got much... You may have noticed I've not got much time for John Cena. Felix Anthony himself... Mm. I'm Bray Wyatt it's not that right, I, so move on. I don't actively dislike Bray Wyatt I've just, the stories that he tells me I'm not interested in that's all because he's booked to lose and booked to look like an idiot he is, presented as an idiot more often than not right yowie wowie to that Drew, Mackin, Drew McIntyre defeats Brock you know, when people talk about WrestleMania moments and stuff, that needed a crowd. I know it did, but there's nothing we can do about that. There's I know, no, I'm just saying like, that was so unfortunate because that, the crowd would have made it even better. I know, and I've heard it many times since April that that moment needed a crowd, and I've heard since then that, Daniel, it, would, it wouldn't be a crime if Drew McIntyre lost the belt so he could win it back in front of a crowd. For, no, 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 no. For a start, that's we don't, fucking ridiculous. We don't know when that will be. We've got, and it's just there's nothing we can do about it. There weren't fans there, in that moment where he sort of was on his knees, and he looked to the camera and re- outstretched his hands, played fingers, and said thank you. That was a, that was enough of a moment. That the need for a crowd was was not a big deal, for me anyway. At the start, I loved the no crowd. Because you got to hear the wrestlers talking and saying stuff like sometimes you got to hear what they're saying. Like even if they're talking smack to each other and they're talking into the camera and stuff like that. Like I say, I'm not going to get caught up on it. I just felt like if it was a crowd, obviously we know why there wasn't a crowd. It would have been epic, but it was still, it was still, it was still a great moment. The match itself is just basically every single Brock Lesnar match. We get that. Uh-huh. It was still, it was still nice to see you Drew, Drew win the title though. Since then. Drew has put in he <laughs> uh, he's had more bangers than <laughs> oh my god I can't say that <laughs> he's had a lot of very good pay-per-view matches since then he's had more bangers than uh, a person addicted to sausages 
so he's had more bangers than a female porn star. <laughs> I've got a joke for you, by the way. Oh, fantastic. We've not had a joke in a while. What Go on, light on me right now. What is the medical term for someone who's who gets so worked by wrestling that they just fall asleep? Rance Morris. <laughs> you <laughs> asshole. Uh, I don't know, I'm sorry, Ryan. Uh, I'd had to make the joke about the whole sleeping thing. Uh, Marcolepsy. Oh, Jesus. Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> my my, um, my four-year-old came up with a joke today, and I don't even, like, the worst joke ever. What do you call a car, right? And I was like, and it says, what do you call a car that has six wheels? And I'm like, <laughs> like, Cars have wheels or tires or whatever. I'm sitting there. Like, I don't know. What do you call it? And he goes, "A, a train." Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> like, what the hell? And his brother was like, "Oh, that's such a good joke." He's like, "Oh, jeez." Poor boys. Pathetic. The Perry's. Oh, live on air. <laughs> nah, angels. Pathetic um, angels. Yeah. Right. So, WrestleMania hit or miss. Over the two nights, a hit. Yeah, I, I would, I, I would definitely yep. agree with yep. that. Um, and that was in obviously in April. Was double or nothing in April, or was that May? That was May. That was May. Uh, yes, because money May in the what? bank. May what? May what? May nineteen? May tw- about May nineteen, May twenty, or something like mm. that. Back end of May anyway. Money in the bank and double or nothing were a week apart. Is that right? Am I right in saying that? I can't remember when Money in the Bank was, like the date. Mm. I know Double or Nothing was around about the 20th. Right. Um, so let me just quickly Google when Money in the Bank was. Money in the Bank, here we go. It was May 10th. Oh, right. So yeah, Double or Nothing um, was uh, um, like the back end of May. Mm-hmm. Now, that was a month where the cinematic matches hit their stride for me personally. The I thought the Money in the Bank was hilarious. Like I know in hindsight now, Otis winning was a bit bizarre. But a bit. I know. But with Asuka winning and what happened the next night with Becky um, taking time off to have a, a Seth Rollins Jr., um, that was basically was what was in the briefcase was the title. That was a very nice touch, very very well done, and a sort of breaking down the fourth wall. Fuck kayfabe, very nice moment because Becky was unbeatable. That had been a whole year. There's nothing that she could have, nobody else she could have beaten. So she's handing over the reins to someone who has had. Like we need to talk about the people that have excelled in the empty arenas, the likes of Asuka and Nikki Cross. Uh, Sami Zayn when he was there all these people that are using the fact that it's empty and quiet to their advantage but just shouting and bawling and just adding this frantic energy to matches and when, when Asuka won the title she was just running about the, uh, the performance center just dancing on the commentary table I thought that was just mm-hmm. magical like a, a very heartfelt moment and she's lost the plot already but the, I thought the money in the bank the actual match itself was very good and the Stadium, stadium stampede match. Stampede. Yep. I nearly said. Canadian. Yeah, you you thoroughly enjoyed that. I know. I remember that. Aye, that was great fun. I d- did enjoy that. A couple of bits that uh, didn't sit well. I knew that this. I watched this with the knowledge of Matt Hardy's drowning spot, 
and but another so that was sort of just a bit far too on the nose but there was another bit and I know that wrestlers all over the place are getting criticised these days for doing the spots where they sort of take ages setting up on turnbuckles and the person who's going to be receiving them and so just waits there and stands there well that is fucking horrendous spot I'm sorry I don't care what yeah. prom- what promotion does that horrific you Wait. know the one and only time that I've saw that being done properly and you know what it is not going to surprise you when I tell you who done it Zach Gibson yes <laughs> Liverpool's number one <laughs> Do you remember that spot that I'm talking about? Aye, my favourite wrestler, Humberto Carrillo. And it was... It, just go watch it. Like you, you, I, don't, I don't want to explain it, right? Honestly, just go on YouTube, go on Twitter or something and just watch the damn spot that I'm talking about and you'll see, well, that's how you fucking do the spot. Like, genius. Like, it's, In fact, it's not even genius. It's just simple, but that's what's like, awesome. Mm-hmm. Like just go watch it. Like that's how you do that spot. Unbelievable, man! I absolutely love Zach Gibson and James Drake. Yes, I do too. And we'll get on to that later as well. Um, Will we? Oh yeah. The, the the bit well talking about those moonsaults where people are just waiting. The young bucks claimed mm-hmm. that goalpost thing that you get in American football. Mm-hmm. So they're taking ages getting a ladder, setting up, walking along it, tight roping it. There's nobody near them. Either Matt or Nick sets up for a moonsault and then all of a sudden Jericho and maybe Sammy just appear in view. It's like, oh, come on. They're guilty of a lot of those things, though. And I like a lot of the stuff that AEW does. Love Mox. Absolutely love Mox. Love Archer. Love FTR. Love Hangman. Omega. But some of the spots that they do, you're just like... Really? Like, come on. And I put a tweet out saying, when, when fans talk about how their intelligence has been insulted, I'm like, you're watching fucking fake fighting in the first place. Like, shut up. Um, but it's like, it just looks stupid. It's not even that you insult my intelligence or nothing like that. It just looks Aye. stupid as hell. It's like, really? Why are you doing that? Aye. AEW have, have been at fault for a lot of that. But like I say, is that whole climbing up to the top rope or the top of the cage and whatnot. Like I couldn't care less who done it. I remember in the women's elimination chamber that they done it. I can't remember I don't know if it was, was it, I don't know if it was Io Shirai, was at the top of the cage. And they were all just kinda of hovering about the bottom. It's like Well the war games going to just yes, war games sorry, yep. It's like going to like just fight with each other, going to like hit one another, do something, like turn your back, do what Zach Gibson done. Don't just stand there like staring at her. I know. But that goalpost one just stuck out like a sore thumb. But the bar fight, um, the I can't remember who gave them to him, but Sammy Guevara received a hundred yard chain Northern Light suplexes. I mean, they probably never did that, but just the fact that we were led to believe that was the case, that was fantastic. They also had uh, <laughs> the moment where Hangman appeared as well, like. Halfway on the pitch. I have a horse. And you saw me off in the background. <laughs> that was good. I enjoyed that match as well. Fucking yeah. love Hangman. Jericho, um, shout, Jericho shouting in Aubrey's face, you're a shitty referee. <laughs> and then uh, Matt Hardy had one of the... The golf buggies. No, it was Santana Ortiz. Were, were, he was wrapping them up in a swivel chair. 
Oh, and he said, sorry, he's a bit tied up at the moment. <laughs> Just st- stupid stuff like that. Just stupid shit, but it's funny, though. Mm-hmm. I, um, Drew and Seth, I know we're jumping around, but we'll jump between both pay-per-views. Drew and Seth at Money in the Bank as well. Fantastic. Um, so, before we go back on to... Um, uh, it's going to say all out there, but um, double or nothing, right? Otis wins the money in the bank. Simple question: Have was that stupid? Right. I'm going to say no because we are only four months into what is potentially a twelve-month-long contract. Barry came up with an excellent booking last week or the week before where we said Mandy will heal Otis will give Mandy the briefcase she'll win the title and she'll screw Otis in the process I think that's a, a great swerve there um, they could easily do it with the tag titles but they can't I, I just don't think they can do it with the world I mean you've got Roman Reigns who's flapping about the place with his beautiful Nashers that's going to be a long story with Roman Reigns at the top. A long story. I can't see. I mean, you've got he's fighting his cousin at the next uh, Clash of oh, Champions. I don't know how I feel about that. That's an odd one, but it's different. No, it's not that. Not even because it's different. I'll touch on that when we get there. It's just. I just don't know how I feel about it. It's just seeing them wrestle in singles match. It's just. Mhm. Uh, uh, look for me. Like, yeah, they, they cashed in on the Otis buzz. But at no point was people buzzing for me to win the money in the bank and, like, becoming the champ. Like, <coughs> I get why they've done it, in a sense, because that says a lot of people are enjoying him, enjoying his stuff. Like, he's not winning that contract. No. Sorry, the title. Not a chance. Um... And I understand we're going with the Mandy Rose cash and in tons on notice. I don't particularly want to see Mandy Rose as a as a champion either. If she's a heel, if she's a heel, I'm fine with that. Uh, nah, I quite like for my wrestlers to be able to wrestle. She's got the best V trigger in the business, mate. That is not. She does her V trigger is fucking sensational, but one move. I don't mean shit. Um. Yeah, I think it was the wrong decision to go with Otis. I understand why they've done it. I certainly think it's the wrong decision, especially what's happening right now. That belief is in the highest even more. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, always what we got. For me, the biggest takeaway from Money in the Bank was Baron Corbin committed murder on two occasions during that match and wasn't arrested. He never though. He did. He fucking launched Ray and Alistair Black off the top of the roof. I know, but he never because you saw. The... Oh, okay, fine. No, no. The camera panned out and showed that it wasn't a a simple drop off a cliff. It showed that there was the ring was like way away from the edge. Well, initially it was we were led to believe a committed murder. We were also led to believe Roman Reigns was going to win at WrestleMania 34, but we didn't get that, did we? 
at no point were we led to believe that he was going to win at WrestleMania 34. You fucking know he was going to win that. We all decided he was going to win it. That was a horrendous effort from everyone involved. That was fucking terrible. That was fucking... Like, you've just screwed that guy up time and time and time and time again. So He's fucking so good in the ring, man. Big Roman... Oh, don't even get me started on people who think he's not a good wrestler. It's like, stop. Okay. Just nonsense. Um, right, sorry. Double or nothing. Uh, we've obviously had that stadium stampede match. Moxley and Brody Lee. I think at the time I made my feelings clear. And I know Sam worded it quite well. I think I don't know if we've done an article or what he says on Twitter that basically how the book Brody Lee so far has been great because like his only loss has been against Mox and at that it wasn't even like he tapped or pinned, he passed out and it destroys Cody. And it's like, wow, look at that, like he's killing everyone, like just how much of a badass does that make Moxley? I get it. And that match was, was decent. Cody and Lance Archer was also pretty decent. Um, we had Nyla Rose and uh, Shida for the title. Uh-huh. Um, MJF and Jungle Boy was pretty decent as well that night. So that was another solid pay per view. Um, I only saw the Stampede. To be honest with you, right? No, like I says, like. Stampede was a highlight of the, the, the pay-per-view, but with it being like a cinematic match and stuff like that, like, you know how heavily you can edit and redo the, all these kind of things, so, you know, like, you can make it look, it could have been like a one-star match, but you could have made it look like a fucking ten-star match kind of thing, um, mm. with all the edits that we went in, and that's the that same goes with the Boneyard match, goes with any kind of cinematic match, I suppose. Um, overall, that was another pretty good pay-per-view, I must admit. Personally, um, it wasn't, to me, on par with um, one or two of the takeovers we saw, if I'm honest. Mm -hmm. Um, But we'll start to touch on takeovers in a minute as well, because I'm not sure how I feel about NXT right now. Um... But... But we'll get there because we're, we're coming up to a okay, uh, okay. an NXT. So that was the I, month of May. Can I just say, in keeping with our timeline, I think NXT was struggled with this coronavirus stuff. Uh, April especially. May, they started to find their feet a bit better, but April and May was tough watching, to be honest. It was just like it's as if there was a vacuum in the place and... There was no energy. You're so used to full sale. You're so used to the crowds. Like, because when you get main roster stuff, they, they boo when they're supposed to cheese and all that stuff. But the NXT guys, it's pretty well behaved crowd, and they didn't have that. And I just felt as if they really missed the the full sale faithful. I would agree with that. Out of probably all of the shows, that's the one that really misses it. I think. Mm-hmm. Because the, the triple threat match between Damien Priest, Dijak and Keith Lee, massive match, massive moves were mm-hmm. performed, 
but there's nobody clapping. It's like these guys need these guys need someone to say good job, chaps, and have give them a wee round of applause. There was nothing. Yep. And uh, however, it did suit the likes of Dexter Loomis, who's just an utterly silent man <laughs> in a room of silence. Just this khaki pant wearing, big broad chest Hitler Aryan hairdo with the mustache. He stood out, and I, I've I, f- I fell in love with him very quickly. No, I know you did. Oh yes. Um. But yeah, in June, we had takeover in your house. <coughs> Excuse me, that was all right. We had Keith Lee and Gargano, Priest and Finn. Excellent match. The um, Cole versus for the paedophile. Um, that was an example of a bad cinematic match. I thought it was just meh. And then we had the triple threat match. Charlotte, you should I very good. Ripley, which very was good. a very good match. Um, again, though, like even you know, we had uh, Cross and Tommaso Ciampa like beat down. They mm-hmm. have what they wanted to do, I suppose, but mm, not entirely sure how it felt. But like, I personally, I didn't think there was too much between this pay per view and the uh, AEW pay per view. Like, I think there was about about two or three matches that were on a on par with one another and probably the cinematic match was my, my favourite out of the lot the, um, I think In Your House started to it found, that's when NXT started finding its feet again because you had some crowds back they had a bit of fun with the the house itself so it was like just reminding everyone we're not just all doom and gloom promos on NXT we can have a bit of fun which was good to see but June kind of hit the, the shit hit the fan in the worst way in many, 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 many years with the speaking out stuff. Well, we'll yeah, we we spoke a lot about nah. that at the time. We won't go into too so, much detail, but there nah. have, because have, many people have discussed it at length, but there have been a couple of observation, observations I've made recently, and I'm mm-hmm. not sure how out of date that is. Now, you had said that Joe Coffey had been... Active on Twitter again? No, I don't. I don't think he's tweeted anything. He's liked some tweets. Right, and I know that when started talking about the NXT UK coming back, Wolfgang had he, I'd, he'd retweeted an episode. Now they've been doing all these specials for NXT UK, mm-hmm. like wrestlers' favourite matches. He retweeted one or two. So that's two that have been named in the speaking out, and two that have been active on Twitter again. And NXT UK have started gearing up to bring stuff back in September, the 19th tapings, I think, where they actually did a promo video for the tag team division, highlighting Gallus specifically. Now, since that time as well, I'll get to my point, I promise, Uh, ICW, Progress, WXW, uh, Evolve, they've started going on to the network. The odd show here and there in the the shows that they've put on for ICW we were at two of them, they put on Shug's House Party 2 and Fear and Loathing now I know that Mikey Whiplash was on Shug's House Party 2 even if it was just a promo and I know that Joe Coffey had a match with Mark Coffey at Fear and Loathing mm-hmm. and 
I've read recently, I can't remember where, it was within the last 24, 36 hours I read that they've actually edited some other footage from WXW because someone whose name I've never even heard of was implicated in speaking out. They took his match off a show and they also took off Walter versus David Starr from a WXW show. But there has oh. been, there's been no mention of... It was a good match. There's been no mention of Joe Coffey, Wolfgang, anyone from ICW. Like I was perplexed that ICW was on the network after so many people were named. Does that lead you to believe, if they are taking this seriously, that the people nope, implicate... No, nope, they're okay. not. So they're just they're brushing not. it under the rug? Mm-hmm. Right. So, but you why, why are they... Calica. But why, if they're getting rid of... If they're taking footage of others away, why are they keeping footage of the ICW? Right, so, uh, right. I'll ask you, right? <clears throat> Do they have any kind of loyalty or any investment or anything in David Starr? I think I concede your point already. None whatsoever. Mm-hmm. See, at the end of the day, look, and we're going to, I'll touch on the Matt Hardy situation and how AEW have handled certain things, right? Oh, okay. <sighs> look, at the end of the day, like, a lot of billionaires or people with money, at the end of the day, Fucking pieces of shit. They're, like they really are. It's you know a lot of them are. Vince McMahon's no different. When you bring back Dream, and you don't even give an explanation as to why, and not even a kayfabe one, release something on the night of acknowledging. Or Sorry. On the night of or beforehand, not a week later, Triple H. When you... When, when the accusations... And I don't know, again, if they've been proven true or not, right? So apologies. When it came out against Jack Gallagher, he was gone within days. I think he admitted it. Did he? Right, OK. Maybe that's different then. Mm-hmm. I think he just said, yep, I did that that time. Maybe, maybe that's different then. Maybe, maybe, maybe it is. Maybe, but I don't know, man. Like so many people come out against, especially against ICW. So many people came out, and a lot of Kaylee Ray put something out talking about how you need to get rid of this from the wrestling culture and stuff like that, and it's like people telling you that they've seen it first hand and stuff and it's just like I'm sorry folks right look you don't expect some people or people in the wrestling business to have any kind of moral compass or or anything like that because at the end of the day it's like what's the best product I can put out there and how can I make more how can I make more money? Um, to me, they've definitely brushed it under the carpet, which is outrageous. Um, every single person that's been implemented or accusations have been said against them. I think you need to... I don't ever believe that it's you should go out and, and look for nothing but proof to show that happened. 
I think you need to investigate it like properly, right? Where's the evidence, etc. Mm-hmm. Like you can't go out and say I'm going to, I'm going to pers- prosecute you for this, no matter what. Like that can't be your attitude. You've got to be fair and be like, well, the person might be making up, but they might not be. So we're going to treat it fairly and see what we can come up with on our own. Like and and to me, they have just brushed it under the carpet. And and the fact that you're bringing ICW and some of these people onto the network and you're keeping hold of some of these people who have been accused and maybe you have done your own internal investigation but do you seriously do you think that they've done a, a thorough investigation do you think that they've done it properly do you think they even care I think when it comes to these investigations especially considering the gravity of this transparency is necessary but do you believe They've done it properly? <laughs> or are doing it properly? I don't for a fucking second. I don't think anyone's doing it properly because there's a few... Like, AEW, they got rid of Jimmy Havoc, had his rehab, and then told him to... Well, it wasn't actually confirmed. They told him to bugger off, but he was off the roster page or something like that. And a couple of other people were let go. But Darby Allen was implicated. He just came back a few weeks after it all. Um. Justin Roberts was implicated. He's still there sounding as if he's constipated while he reads out people's names. And Sammy and Sasha Banks thing that they obviously done. That was a bit fishy for me. Yes, he did serve some sort of suspension and the sensitivity training. And this this is probably pure tinfoil hat conspiracy stuff, but Tony Khan said when Sammy came back, he had his 30 days... And he sort of he had his thirty days, and he's learned his lesson. He's done his sensitivity training. We thought it was fine for him to come back. Now, please, please, someone correct me if I'm wrong. But the night that Sammy came back, that was actually taped a week prior. And if it was taped a week prior, then technically it wasn't a thirty day suspension. Well, I'd imagine so. Maybe um, there so, were tapings going on. There's been a lot I mean, of tapings but, the last yeah. few uh, months, so. If I'm wrong, please correct me. But I think that if that's right and it was actually only 21 days or 22 days suspended, then say that, Tony Khan. Don't do not do your um, dog wanking and tell some lies. He can't help but put his foot in his mouth time and time again as well. But I think the bottom line is, like, wrestling's full of people who are just piece of shits. Scumbags. Um, and I think that is something that's... I, I've got no intention to ever go to an ICW show again, mm-hmm. if I'm honest. Um, my interest in NXT UK was a lot of it, and I think you would probably agree, was a lot of it was centred around Gallus. True. I'll lose a lot of interest, if I'm honest, in NXT UK as soon as they come on the screens as well. I'm very um, I know. I know we've heard stuff like Jordan Devlin and all that, but he came out and denied it, like I said, but I think or maybe people of the lawyers are selling them not to speak and stuff like that, so... I'm very on the fence about watching that again. As am I, if I'm honest, like... I may keep an I'm eye just, on the results, but I'm not going to be sitting there with my popcorn out for the first episode back. I'll just see what happens. See what faces appear. See if, when these faces appear, if there's any sort of explanation as to why, when, who, what, why, where, when. Johnny Ball reveals all. It's a shout out to anyone who remembers that programme. 
Uh, but I won't be. I won't know. I bet you Darren gets it. No, I'm saying there will be no explanation. Oh, I thought you were talking about that Johnny Ball thing. <laughs> All right, no. There will be no explanation. None whatsoever. Well, <laughs> just fucking horrendous. So will we move on to July then? Yes. Because that was the uh, Extreme Rules, I believe. Mm-hmm. It was in the th- uh, where once again Drew McIntyre put on an excellent performance against Dolph Ziggler, who loves who loves loves his springtime WWE Championship. <laughs> he loves him. It's, like, it's as if he gets a, an IOU from Vince in the, his Christmas card. IOU a springtime championship title contention. Yep. Uh, that that nip up kip up into a claymore. A thing of beauty. I thought the stipulation was magical as well. It really worked. It put Drew over in a big way. Excellent. But the that's was also. I know, but at the same time, it's fucking like. At the same time, you could have just been like, "Oh, the stipulation is Drew. Um, it's no DQ, but it's only me that can use outside weapons and blah 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 and all that." Like, or Drew, you need to fight with both hands tied behind your back. Well, they did the first one you mentioned. It's only me that gets no DQ. And there was a bit in that match where Drew was about to use a table, but had second thoughts. But but it's like like really hammer up into it in the match, you know, like have outside interference, have people trying to like properly. I don't like it, it could have been better the simulation, but the match itself was good. Um, obviously the highlight of that pay per view was was the return of a certain person. Yeah. Extreme rules. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Cult leader Bray Wyatt, who should have returned at SummerSlam and beat Braun Strowman, but unfortunately they fucked it up. Well, <laughs> Ricky, it's Braun, it's Bray Wyatt, what do you expect? They've just messed it up. Single greatest character you've had in the last 10 years. Guy can cut promos like no one, and that's what you do. Um. Anyway, like, I don't have too much to say about July. I really want to start getting into these last couple of months because that's where it's really started to get quite interesting again. Uh huh. There's been SummerSlam. Cody was had the return in, of New Japan. Yep, yeah, we were in the throes of Cody's um, Super Duper Open Challenge. Yes. Which was brought to the an first man ever to ele- The first man ever, folks, to elevate a mid-card title on TV. <laughs> You're not a fan of him at all, are you? Nah, I fucking hate him. Uh, I was expecting a, a slow burn heel turn from him and I was quite enamoured with the idea. But then... Big Luke Harper just came in and squashed them. That was that. I still, I think it will eventually be a fully fledged heel um, oh, soon. He's going to come back at some point. Um, he's going to come back. The the just like Jesus himself rising from the dead <laughs> with a middle finger and the blood, obviously. Middle finger and a a hole through the hand. Yep. Um. Not right, so. August and September. Um, Jay White is back. 
all is right. You should see his um, face right Roman, now, listeners. Roman's back. Um, Roman's back. Samuel um, Zane's back. Yes. Uh, several good things happened, I must admit, at SummerSlam. Um, Some, SummerSlam the was Roman good. was great. Sorry? SummerSlam was good. SummerSlam was good. We've had Retribution, we've had The Underground. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't mind The Underground um, that much. I like the aesthetics of Retribution. But I, um, for anyone who's read the column that I did with Rance on the chairshot.com, where we looked at 10 big missed opportunities by WWE, I said at some point, basically, that's why I've not got much faith in Retribution, because they're going to muck it up. And I'm patient, I am patient, but I don't know if there's, it's just, eh, there needs to be something different going on. There needs to be an advancement I mean, in Retribution's they've, angle. They've already just been like, oh, we're now only going to be attacking Raw. You're like, really? The whole purpose of you coming in was basically no one was safe. Was that confirmed by them? I want to say there was some sort of tweet put out or something. Maybe it was just a report, I don't know. But have you saw them on SmackDown in the last few weeks? No. So, some of us have... Like, like, I've not been watching, no though. Was, <laughs> no, neither. Like, I've been skimming the results. Um, I've been watching the Roman stuff, though. Um, just obviously, we, we, talk, we spoke about some of Sam not just only a few weeks ago, some great matches, two women's matches, Rey Mysterio and um, Dominic. Um, Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre by the way shout out to Randy Orton man I, <laughs> I just, I'm just going to tell you folk right if you don't think Randy Orton is like pound for pound like one of the best talents or in-ring talents you've ever seen right you don't know wrestling just stop watching it that's your hatred and bias getting in the way this guy is fucking phenomenal this is the best like, he's, he's been. He's just. Uh, I think he's in a great year so far. Like I know the Edge stuff at, at WrestleMania. Like I enjoyed the match. Probably went on too long and stuff like that. I get it. Showcasing the match, but building a match is the greatest match ever. It's never going to live up to that. Even though it was still a pretty all right match. His, his match with Drew was great, and the fact that his match with Keith Lee he's put those two guys over. And it's like, I love. I think Seth. Seth. I think Randy's been great recently. Two two things. Oh, what was it you mentioned? Uh, uh, the fact that they were saying this was the greatest wrestling match ever when just two nights beforehand you had AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan in an absolute barn burner of an IC title match. Smackdown, yep. Oh, so good, that match. So good. <laughs> uh, but this is a theory, and I know Rance will be... He'll get the, the gif out of this one with that young chap... Pat, patting down the beads of sweat on his forehead uh, with this theory right so Randy Orton's in full legend killer mode again right so he's taking out Edge he's taking out Christian mm. Big Show uh, Ric Flair he doesn't have that much of a record against non-legends have you noticed that mm-hmm. Keith Lee's got his number Drew McIntyre's got his number I can't remember what the outcome of the Kevin Owens match was recently but he's not... Oh, the one just last week? Aye. Oh, I beat Keo within like a minute. Well, Kevin Owens is a legend in our eyes anyway, so 
There is that. So my theory still well, stands. Sorry, the reason the reason why I beat KO within like a, like not even a minute, like thirty seconds, was Alistair Black attacked KO before it, kicked the living shit out of him, and then the match went on and, and KO landed like a couple of punches, and then suddenly got an RKO out of nowhere. So it was like twenty seconds long, yeah. but the damage was done before the match. Okay. So do you think there's much to my theory? Maybe. I like it. Maybe. I like my theory. No, uh, no, it is. Um, and finally, not finally for us. Finally, the golden role models have imploded. Huh. I'm quite sad about that because I think they. I'm have... interested. Oh, Sorry, I. You go. I'm quite sad about that because, like I was saying earlier, they have taken the empty arena era and ran with it in a very, very, very big, bad way. They've done it so well. Bailey's interest factor has like grown by 400% since we went into lockdown. Uh, this will they won't they thing that's been going on with her and Sasha has been a highlight. Banger after banger with the matches with Asuka and the tag team matches and... The NXT matches that they had as well, Sasha and Neil Shirai. Lovely, lovely shenanigan heavy match that one, that was very good. Uh, it's been a joy to watch them the last few months and it's sort of come to a halt. Now, there's been a lot of people wanting to see this happen at WrestleMania. I understand the sentiment for that, but there have been rumours of Evolution 2 happening. I think that would be a very fitting main event for Evolution 2, mm-hmm. if, it, if it does uh, uh, happen. Nope. We forgot to talk about people getting released, but obviously we don't care yeah. about them that much. Nah, I don't give a shit. The only one I was, the only one that got to me was really the revival. I but was, as I say, they wanted as to. I say, go. As, yeah, as I say, recently was I love the way they've been booked. Mm-hmm. And um, so we'll quickly uh, say before we wrap things up, we'll quickly touch on what took place at the weekend and potentially Roman versus or not potentially Roman versus Jay also. Right, before that um, before that you'd said mm-hmm. you had some thoughts about NXT. And before right, that I didn't like I didn't like the finish to the match last week. In fact I fucking hated it. Did you? I absolutely hated it. We had a sixty minute match to end it in a draw. I'm just raging that Champa didn't win it. Like, to me, why just give us two qualifying matches then? You know what I mean? Just give us, give us Finn versus... Trampa. Like, uh, oh yeah, Gargano Cole. I know ultimately we've got got Gargano Cole, but you're you're still going to get a match that you've saw before. I know, I know. At least one, so give us that. Do two 30-minute matches there. Or do two matches, both matches over two weeks. I hated it. I hated the fact that we got a sixty-minute match that ended in a draw, well, just for us to basically. And, and it, it ties in with the whole. For me, anyway, it's like, what are you doing recently, NXT? What was the purpose of bringing Charlotte down to NXT? What, you know, what is the purpose of just putting a title on Keith Lee for about six weeks and then deciding by it's time for him to go up? That decision might have been out with their hands, though. That's what I'm saying, but it's like... That could have been Vince saying, no, I want him. 
I still don't like it. You'll get a pass for that one from me. The Charlotte thing was just okay. She had a couple of really good matches with the wrestlers. Oh, she did. But what did that do for anyone? Why couldn't Io Shirai just beat Rhea Ripley in a one-on-one affair in your house? Because Rhea Ripley by then, Rhea Ripley by then would have been the champion for seven months. Mm -hmm. That's a decent first reign. I don't know, there's a few things that have happened I'm just not I, I am a happy with. big fan of the push that these mid-carders have been getting. I'm actually one over with Bronson Reed now, uh, Dexter Loomis, Damien Priest, um, Cameron, Cameron Grimes. Grimes. They, that's a nice wee mid-card there, and they've, they've sort of set a wee, set a stall out for themselves for people to come and look at, and I think they've done a really good job there with that, so I will give them credit with that. But the, the other thing it's it's hard to see, it's hard to watch Dream as well. Well, uh, he's a, he's just an asshole. Uh, uh, see when he pinned Finn Balor, he did it in a sort mm-hmm. of grinding, gyrating manner. It's like you fucking dickhead. And that's just like I said, he, he does that, but it's just, it, you know now more than anyone, more than any time, it's just about like nah, don't like that at all. I find it bizarre how. They had that cruiserweight tournament, which was decent. They did it in a round robin style, so they stole the, maybe not stole it, but New Japan's G One. I liked it, mm-hmm. and I liked the. Oh, what's his name? Escobar. I liked mm-hmm. how all that turned out, and it was like a, a heel turn, and he's got a faction. But since then, it's kind of just fizzled away. It's just been. Escobar versus Jake Maverick, who didn't get a title shot, which baffles me. Uh, I suppose he was going to be, he was fired at one point, so there is that to consider. Um, and um, the Zaya Swerve Scott stuff, it's like, what are you doing? See, there's a few things that I say. In the tag team scene, yeah. maybe I'm just not a big, huge fan of Breeze Angle. I like them. I always like them. They're all right. I always like them. I I loved their fashion popo stuff. That was excellent. Yeah, I absolutely love Prince Pretty. I think he's great. I just think the tag scene's been so stop and start. It also doesn't help the fact that Riddle and Dunn, um, Grizzled Young Vets, are not there. Um, So that obviously doesn't help the situation. I think the main event scene that you're concerned about is you've had the same faces there for three years now. And, okay, they say that they don't want to go up and that you should just accept that these people might be in mid-card matches and stuff like that going forward. But you still get wrestlers in Raw and SmackDown who do drafts. Their opponents are fresh and different and they swap and change over. So even mid-carders for life or whatever... They do swap and change, so there is something different to go on. You're not getting that with Gargano and Champa and Cole and Balor. It's just sort of. I mean, I, I liked the Iron Man match. I liked how it was. It was quite paranoid that nobody was allowed to advance with too many win uh, pins. <clears throat> People kept getting taken off. Like you, you were, you were, you could be allowed to have. Canadian destroyer finishers and stuff like that because there was always someone there to break up the pin. I'm I'm fine with that when that happens. 
So it was a paranoid match where they kept they were just desperate not to. They were more concerned about others not getting the upper hand than getting the upper hand themselves. So I like that. The finish. Ah, don't mind. Don't mind. I'd rather it was different, but I, I enjoyed the timing of it. To be honest, the, the sort of seconds to spare it was done seamlessly. I mean, even when you think about it, though, like the ref started his three count when it was two seconds. Mm. So. I, know, I just wasn't a huge I know, fan I know that but his three count they showed a three count in the replay of another pin earlier on and it was the exact same timing so consistency yeah but being wrong <laughs> um, that's true right. right so final couple of things um, this past weekend obviously we had um, the AEW show so just a briefly touching on one or two things what I enjoy from it. Um, I enjoyed Moxley and MJF. Loved um, Hangman Omega versus FTR. Um, speaking of crowds that you know you'd love a match at, that's one right there. Cassidy and Jericho, I just thought was hmm, fine, whatever. Um, I love the AEW women's match as well. Um, but see, more than anything now, I think after what. Um, the Bucks had a good match as well against Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're going to be known as, mate. <coughs> Jurassic oh Park. Oh my god, I genuinely lol there. <laughs> Jurassic Park, none of this. Jurassic Express, right? Jurassic Park. Um, oh, that was brilliant. Uh, so. <clears throat> So I want to make two points where I mentioned the box. I'll tie that in with uh, my jail so Roman stuff, right? Uh, the, st- the thing with Matt Hardy, dear lord. What a mess. What a mess. I, I, see, when I first watched that, I was like, like hard, hard to watch. I get, as I was saying, like the cutaway and they done a concussion test, etc. But anybody watching that could look and say, no, mate, like you're in no fit state to continue. Aye. That was a shambles. And Tony Khan to come out and says what he says, and it's like, mate, you're just as big a dick as Vince. <laughs> like, at times, like, you know, it's like, you seem like you talk about how you care about your talent and all that. Like, some of the shit you're talented, like the fucking spot with Brian Cage and Darby Allen, like, it's like, dear oh, Lord. That was what? Like, Oh my goodness, how that kind of stuff... I People were like, oh, that was probably Darby Allen's idea. Who gives a fuck? Aye, say no to him. That but could, like, have, that could have been it, really bad. That was horrendous, I suppose. Um, but the Matt Hardy thing, it'll be interesting to see what they say, to what he says tomorrow. Um, sorry, not tomorrow. On, um, I am tomorrow, Wednesday. Um, when Dynamite is on. And it'll be interesting to see what he says, and then it'll be even more interesting to see what his wife comes out and says after it. Um, so that that was just fucking terrible. That was just awful to watch, awful handling, and I'm interested to see what she's going to say next. All they had to do um, with that is throw up the X, which they did, but they could have just adhered to the X, called it quits and said, listen, that was a bad injury. Like... Um, Taz and JR, they keep saying they don't want to insult their intelligence, their fans. Just tell them, 
Listen, Matt Hardy took a really bad bump. We're not wrestling him tonight. So, was it a Matt Hardy leaves town match or something? Yes. All you need to do is just prolong that feud and keep it for the next pay-per-view. That's fucking ridiculous. So, it's like, that. I thought of that instantly. Why could they not have thought of that in the few minutes that they had? In the bump itself, I've seen worse bumps, right? But it was the aftermath where he's swaggering about the place like Brock Lesnar selling, selling a headshot. Uh, like clearly, clearly not in a good way. Surely Sammy must have known he, you're not well. Aubrey Edwards tried her best, but she was just vetoed. Exactly, and she done her best. But the thing is, you're saying the bump wasn't that bad, but that's that's like a fucking 10, 12 drop, right? And you're landing on a shitty table, but then it's nothing but pure concrete underneath it. I think it's just that and I can't please, see it clearly enough that it doesn't hit home. Just, like, way overshot at the table was misplaced and everything. Um, here's a, th- a thing that people are talking about. is like, oh, well, WWE does these kind of spots. You're like, with a, a Cole and Champa one. Oh, God, and I hated like, that yes, one. That was horrendous. But don't start talking about other people's flaws to justify what happened here. I didn't. I hated the Gargano and Champa spot. I thought that was... Uh, you know, I... Really didn't like that. I thought that was way too much. Do you mean the Gargano, eh, the Champa Cole spot? That's that's what I meant. That's what, what did I say? See, they all they're all the fucking same people. Uh, so <laughs> Champa the one from and Gargano, the, uh, War Games. You want War Games? Aye, that I was highly that. highly unnecessary. I hated that man. And that spot was also highly unnecessary. Just because it was another spot that you might perceive to be worse happened elsewhere, doesn't make this one any less dangerous, like, doesn't mean this one wasn't dangerous. So they're both bullshit spots that didn't need to happen. Um, so that's that's what I'll say on that, but to quickly say, when I mentioned the Bucks, a lot of people are talking about how are the Young Bucks, like, and actually I didn't dig around into that, are they the greatest tag team ever, or are they the best tag team in the world right now? Personally, I don't think they're even the best tag team in their company. I'm going to say that. I think Revival slash FTR, I think, are still the best tag team in the world. Um, and another thing that's like, the Bucks are great, but just imagine the Usos in an environment where they can do whatever the hell they want and imagine can go however they want. The Usos, for me, I think have probably been the best tag team in the last five, six years, and they need to do it, quote-unquote, hamstrung or tied by the WWE style and how they handle it, and look how great some of the stuff they've produced. Um, I know it's kind of random, but I'm tired. Like I said, I just wanted it because it was in my mind. Um, and it now comes into Roman versus Jay. Like, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be, it was weird watching them sing, wrestle a singles match. Um, not with, not having Jimmy around. I'm looking forward to the match. I quite like how the fact that we've already started saying cousin versus cousin. You know the one reason I was a bit like, oh, I didn't want you to do that in a sense was, remember uh, um, building up to one of the Survivor Series where it was the Shield versus New Day. When was that, 2018? 
17. And no, no. Oh, I don't know. The shield came down into SmackDown and confronted the New Day inside the tank room. And the Usos were the first people of the SmackDown roster to come down to the ring. As they slid into the ring, Roman faced up to them. And there was that split second where all three of them just stopped. And none of them done something. I loved that. There was this whole split. Yes, we're loyal to Van, but that's blood right there. I'm not putting my hands on you. Yeah. Kind of, I loved that. And I know this is heel Roman. He's different, different attitude and all that. So that would be cool to see. But I would just, I would love to, I would love to see, especially obviously we've got weeks. So especially from um, Jay's side, where he's like hesitant, when he's like, "You're my family. I don't want to put my hands on you." But Roman ultimately forces him to kind of to mm-hmm. fight kind of thing. I would like hopefully to go down that route. Um, because like, to me, that's that you can touch back on that 2018 incident. Um, so see as well. I th- I think I'm interested in this one because I just think whenever Roman's involved with the Usos, it's money. Because when he was when they had the bloodline in 2016, mm-hmm. that was amazing. Blood- I think a lot of people are talking about when obviously when, when Jimmy comes back, they'll probably align Roman and Usos together. That would be magical. Because Paul Heyman loves his Anoise. He loves his Anoise. Yep. He has for many a year, so he'll just gather them all up. Like, just fling his poke- po- Pokemon wall out and just say, I choose you, Us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to that match. I think that match will be pretty good. Speaking of balls... Uh, and I said I would I would record this after the fact, but it's getting late here, and we've ended up having quite a long, good but long conversation, and I can't be bothered doing editing after this tonight. So, speaking of balls, ladies and gentlemen, the Manscaped team have redesigned the electric trimmer. They have spent eighteen months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, and just released a new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents. Millions of pairs of balls are about to be nick-free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin-safe technology. Manscaped, uh, manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. When I say it's premium, I mean that. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. The water-resistant technology allows you to groom in the shower. One of the coolest features is the LED light which illuminates grooming areas <laughs> as in the performance centre for a closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you're listening to me, listen to this as well. <laughs> I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours uh, and get 20% off for free, no. <laughs> Get twenty percent off and free shipping if you use the promo code Suplex at Manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. My balls thanked me about four days ago. Uh, in what way? Or do I want to know that answer? Well, I mean, I used the trimmer. Right, cool. Uh, I, I did. I ended up doing a bit too much the first time I did it, so I don't need to do it for a while. No, no, you can't do too much. You get rid of everything. You get rid of absolutely everything I down there. I looked like a sort of deformed baby elephant. 
Oh, I mean, that's just true. <laughs> next time, next time I'm going to like draw in like lightning bolts and all that. I, I'm thinking of doing a see the Formula One finishing flag. <laughs> oh, the Rick and Clive logo. Oh, that would be good, actually. That's a great marketing idea, isn't it? That is. That is. Right, shall we do the quiz? We shall. Then we can get right here. Yep. It's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and friends. A fucking WWE quiz. Right, so the quiz kind of is um, similar theme to what we spoke about. So it's everything that's kind of quiz based on this year. Okay. Uh, question number one. Drew McIntyre entered the Rumble at which number? 17. 16. Oh, that's quite devastating, actually. The last two mem- the last two in the Royal Rumble were? Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. Yes. Question number three. This is a match at Elimination Chamber that I want to talk about. AJ Styles faced who at Elimination Chamber? Is that all you're giving me? Aye. AJ Styles faced who at Elimination Chamber? Um, my God, I've not got a Scooby-Doo. That's a pretty good match. Rusev? No. Would you like a clue? Aye. Kyle does not like this man. Oh. Well, I'll need to go through a list. Aye. (laughs) Have you got another hour and 40 minutes? He doesn't even acknowledge his existence. Right, so... It wasn't Seth. It wasn't Alistair Black. Was it Alistair Black? That your answer? Yes. It was Alistair Black. Yep. Question number four. Which match opened night one of WrestleMania? It was the Street Profits versus Austin Theory and Angel Garza. Kyrie saying Nasca versus Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss and Nicky Cross. Do you know what's so funny about that? How confident did I sound of my answer? <laughs> yes, to the point I was doubting myself, <laughs> despite just despite looking at them. The, I was on the network making sure that was the answer earlier on. Question number five: Which match opened night two? Was it that one I just mentioned? Nope. Oh, Charlotte and Rhea. Correct. So you've got one, two, three so far. Three out of five. Braun's first defence was against who? Mm, right, okay. It was against the normal um, casual XL male chinos wearing grey wire. <laughs> yes. That's still the tweet of the year. Question number seven. Cult, cult leader Bray Wyatt's Opening words in his promo were what? Only Ricky cares about this. That is incorrect. Um, 
Was it laughing? Was it ha 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 ha? Nah, it was. What's wrong, brother? You look like you've seen a ghost. <laughs> look at the joy in your face. I fucking love him. Um, question number eight. Name all of Seth's disciples. Okay. Past, present. Yeah. Okay. Authors of pain. Good luck in your future endeavours. Austin Theory. And Buddy Murphy. Correct. Buddy got an absolute doing this week. Did you see that? <laughs> I know. I saw it. Saw it on Twitter for like like a quick gif of it. Like they railed him. Was that Ray Mysterio's daughter? Uh, I've no idea. I need to find out. Next question, please, quickly. <laughs> question nine. Who did they beat to win the tag titles on Raw? Who did? I've been safe, safe and Buddy Murphy. No, this was. Hmm. Was it the Viking Raiders? Correct. Okay. Question number 10 is worth 15 points. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, indeed it could be. Right, anyway, ready for this? Mm-hmm. Name all the participants from the 2019 Men's Survivor Series match. So that was Team SmackDown versus Team Raw versus Team NXT. I'll do SmackDown first. Matt Riddle, Champa, Damien Priest. You mean you're doing NXT first? Sorry, NXT first. Matt Riddle, Champa, Damien Priest, Volta, and Keith Lee. Correct. SmackDown. Roman Reigns. <laughs> and I've got six points so far, that's alright. Raw was Randy Orton, mm-hmm. Seth Rollins, mm-hmm. Kevin Owens. Yep. Oh, do you know this is not a 2020 question, don't you? I know, I know. But I thought of this before I'd done another one, so I was like, I'm just going to keep it. Baron Corbin. Mm-hmm. Sorry for Raw, did you say? No, that's wrong. Uh, I but I'm still I'm just naming names now. Alright, okay. Yep, that's right. Dolphy Boy. Nope. Roman Reigns, Baron Corbin. Was Do you want a clue? Was Alan Jones involved? Nope. How good does that be? So See for that Smackdown down? so far you've got Roman and Corbin one of the guys on the Smackdown team is the most underutilised talent in all of WWE Braun Strowman That's right but that's not who I was talking about <laughs> Cesaro Nope We absolutely love him He must tug at your heartstrings every now and then when you think about him and where he once was. 
So he used to be in NXT. Or two oh five. Oh Mustafa Ali. Yes. So you need another three. Sorry. Yes, three. Do you want some clues now? Can I just tell you the answers? See before that I remember but remember that AJ Styles Survivor Series match where the Shield reunited and battered fuck out AJ Styles? Yes. Because it cost him a loss. <laughs> oh. That match, by the way. <laughs> see, in fact, see, one day, can we do an, a podcast episode where we just do a watch along of that match? That's fine, that sounds good, actually. A blow by blow, 55, 55 minutes of just us watching it. Oh, for fuck's sake, oh! Um, no actual commentary, no actual like discussion of the match, just making noises. But I'll just tell you the final thing so we can get out of here. Aye. Drew. Oh, it was Drew that decapitated Volta. <laughs> did you say KO? I did. Ricochet. <laughs> and the final member of SmackDown, Shorty G. Oh, I hate that name. No, no. Think about it. Uh, American Alpha. <laughs> God. Like Shorty G, right? They may as well just keep going with that and call Kevin Owens Chubby O, <laughs> uh, Sasha Banks Baldy B. <laughs> just keep going with the shit Billy names. Uh, Seamus Legend S. <laughs> Legend S. Oh, League of Nations. <laughs> 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 League oh. of Nations versus American Alpha. God, I'm sorry, but I've some bad news for you. Bad news, Barrett. Oh, should have come out at number thirty of that Royal Rumble. You, you must be enjoying him back on NXT commentary. Team. Yes, I fucking love him. I think he's great. Hopefully, I'm not saying I don't. Not that I want, I want to see him in the ring or anything like that. I just want to hear. I'm sorry, but I've got some bad news for you. I fucking love that gimmick. This is your irregular reminder to listeners to check out the video of Wade Barrett <laughs> inv- Wayne Rooney? invading Old Trafford looking for Wayne Rooney. <laughs> uh, I'm going to watch some of that stuff. Doing the, 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 the hammer elbow thing to a picture <laughs> of Wayne Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> right, I think we should wrap up now. So thanks for listening to a, a slightly longer episode of the Rick and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network, where you can find other podcasts such as One Nation Radio, Keeping It Strong Style, Grown Men Watch This Shit, Great Match, Greatest Match Generator, All Things Elite, and Eight Bit Suplex Podcast. Um, you can give us a five star review, please, at the podcast app of your choice. You can find those podcasts as well as the columns that we do at socialsuplex.com. If you press the subscribe button on that website, you'll get all that content sent directly to your email inbox. ProWrestlingTees.net is where you go for some Social Suplex t-shirts. Just check for Social Suplex category. Donate to the show if you want. There's a a link on the show notes of your podcast app. Just go there, give us £10 and I'll sing a song for you. that's That's a great idea. If you donate to us and send us a screenshot, it's like our own cameo. I'll sing a song live on air for you or 
um, send send it to you. As long as it's not any Rangers songs, that's fine. Um, Manscaped.com. Go to the buy some stuff. Go to the checkout area and put in the promo code Suplex, and you'll get twenty percent off and free shipping. Go to the Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group. We're all there, as well as us on at Ricky and Clive at Twitter. That's it. I did quite well with the plug this week. Nailed it in one go. No, no hesitations, etc. It was such a good plug that I've. I'm going to be an electrician when I grow up. Jeez, another terrible joke. How have we missed your jokes? I have not missed them. But I have to look. Like, see, I've got a couple. Hold on. You know how bad 2020 has been. <laughs> that Jurassic Park. That's the first time I've <laughs> laughed like that in a long the time. The highlight. <laughs> I've got one right here. Here we go. Right, here we go. What do you call a bulletproof Irishman? Rick <laughs> O'Shea. Uh, right, hold on, hold on. What did the drummer name his twin daughters? Don't know. Anna one, Anna two. <laughs> Did you hear about the the set the drum kit that fell off the the side of a cliff? No. Boom. <laughs> see yesterday. Oh my god! After I went to text you and tell you, <laughs> I was um, I was stood at the fridge, and as I opened it up, I got hit um with a can of juice right on top of my head mm-hmm. but luckily it was just a soft drink <laughs> oh that's very good by the way very good thank you thank you that's all I've got I've got nothing right well although I do as do before we go do maintain that we should have a podcast where you just tell nothing but jokes listen that's the forget the forget the forget the singing a song see if you sign up to the <laughs> the Red Circle version of Patreon and donate monthly to the show I will even if it's just a pound people give me a fiver give Ricky a fiver as well Ricky will give you fashion tips as well in a podcast but I will oh wait 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 see why we're on the podcast continue I'm going to send you this shirt that I saw right and you can give your live reaction on the podcast okay. I'm on the verge of ordering this right you ready wait wait no, just anyway continue with your we could, your, your story. We could do the bracketology thing with attire, ring attire, and you can be the judge. That would be quite good, actually. But if you donate to the show and we get, let's say, £30, right? £30. I will send directly to those donators... A, a half hour at least episode of nothing but wrestling jokes. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Jump on the WhatsApp and I'll send you it right now. Okay, I'm in WhatsApp. <laughs> My God. You want that, don't you? Yes. Fuck's sake. It's like a, a, a black see-through thing and you can see yes. this perfect peck. 
So I don't even know what kind of material it is, but basically it is. It's a black shirt and it's completely see-through. So you would just have nothing on underneath it and you could just see the whole body and everything. I'd wear that. See, Stephen, I said fuck's sake there. Uh, we'll, we'll finish after this, right? But have you ever heard of the this Barky, the Scottish parrot, Ricky? No. Right, listen to this. <laughs> and see if you can hear the foul mouth this young parrot has. You're a basket boy. Oh, 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 I really hear it. <laughs> that's, a, that's a parrot. <laughs> Is it? Aye. I'll send you the video. I'll put it in the WhatsApp thing. Aye. Right, sorry. Sorry, gentlemen and ladies and non-binaries and gender fluids and all of you all, you beautiful listeners, Thank you for listening to another episode of the Rick and Clive Wrestling Show. We will be here in some guys next week. Yep. Take care, folks. <laughs> Wear a fucking mask. Wear a mask, you bastards. Take care of each other. And stop. Stop being selfish. Stop being racist. Yep, just stop being assholes. Just be nice for fuck's sake. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it that video of the guy got knocked down by the bus out at West End? <laughs> you ever saw that video? Uh, End the podcast and I'll tell you about it. <laughs> right, okay, right. See you later, people. Bye bye. See you guys. Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time. See you next time. See you next time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.